Welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com. So before we get into today's episode, I have a quick update to share with you. And this is in regards to the Clever Girl Finance resource library. So I have recently revamped the resource library to include um, some really valuable information to help you as you work on improving your finances. It's now been broken into three sections. There is a learn more section, a save more section, and an earn more section. And in these different sections, you're going to be getting information on the Clever Girl approved reading list, articles to help you with budgeting, worksheets finance guides, tip sheets. There's also a section that aggregates um, really valuable information on starting your own business and starting a side hustle. And over the next couple of days, I'll be adding in even more information, including a Clever Girl Finance calculator page where you can try out different calculators to run scenarios on your finances around saving or paying off debt or investing. So if you haven't already subscribed to clevergirlfinance.com, I encourage you to head over there and subscribe so you can get access to this resource library it is epic. And if you are a subscriber, I will be sending you a reminder of how to access the resource library in the next newsletter. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, please do. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and you can also listen to episodes and watch videos on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. And please, 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 if you love what you're listening to, head over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast so that other amazing women just like you can find the podcast as well. So today's guest is Dominique Broadway. And Dominique is an award-winning personal finance coach, a speaker, a finance expert, and the founder of Finances Demystified and the Social Money Tour. She's received a ton of accolades such as the top 30 under 30 in Washington, D.C. and the top financial advisor for millennials in the USA. And Dominique's demystified financial advice has also been highlighted on platforms like Yahoo, Huffington Post, Forbes, USA Today, and a ton of other really incredible platforms. She has a strong passion for working with young professionals, entrepreneurs, and people of all ages to bring their dreams to reality. And so in this episode, Dominique shares her personal story and the steps she took to transition from being a full-time employee to being a full-time business owner with her own financial planning business and how she almost started a cupcake business instead. Guys, you have to listen to her story. However, when she realized finance was her calling, she got her business up and running in a week, but then she went broke shortly after. She discusses what happened, what she learned, and how that experience helped her business grow to where she is now. And she also shares some really valuable business and financial tips for those of you who are looking to start your own businesses, including how not implementing what you're learning is wasting your time. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. We had a lot of fun recording. You're going to hear us laughing a lot. And if you like it, again, head over to iTunes, rate and review the podcast, tell your friends about it, and spread the word. So let's talk to Dominique. Hey, Dominique, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I was looking forward to uh, chatting with you today. I know I'm excited to finally be able to talk to you on the podcast. (laughs) And I'd love for you to introduce yourself to everyone. Um, Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, so my name is Dominique Broadway. I'm an award-winning financial planner and personal finance expert, and I work with millennials, entrepreneurs, and creatives, helping them to understand their finances so that we can demystify them and bring all their dreams to reality. Awesome. And I would love for you to share your personal story because you have a pretty awesome personal story. And 
Why yeah. personal finance? Why are you in the space? Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting, interesting, uh, interesting path. So um, long story short, but with the good stuff pulled out. Um, so <laughs> I uh, realized pretty early on when I was like in high school that I wanted to be a financial planner. So um, and I realized this because I was doing research and trying to figure out like, you know, how are rich people getting rich or richer? And it was pretty much two ways. First way was real estate. And the second way was the stock market. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't buy a house at that age. Well, I guess I could have technically, but I decided I would go ahead and just like learn all I could about the stock market. And so I went on to go to Bowie State University, historically black college in Maryland and majored in banking and finance. And by God's grace, um, ended up snagging a internship at UBS Financial Services, which was still is, I guess, technically one of the top wealth management firms in the world. Mm-hmm. Still um, is. yeah, oh, yeah, still is. And, uh, uh, it's interesting because I had like a 2.2 GPA. My GPA was horrible. So it was just my good gift of gab and, <laughs> and really just hoping and praying that I got an internship there. And I did uh, really fell in love with the financial industry and was working with high net worth clients. So clients that had like 10, 20 million dollars in investable assets doing like trading, wealth management for them. Um, and, uh, you know, Intern there, came back to, to school. They offered me a full-time position, uh, and I decided I wanted I would take one, but I wanted to take that position back in Maryland. So I took that position um, at the end of the summer before I graduated college. I didn't graduate to the fall because I told you I was a little, little, bit, uh, little bit slower than everyone else. And um, bought my first house at 22, graduated um, in that December and, um, you know, kind of went on to be in that field. It was great. You know, I mean, it was, it was fun, you know, learning everything about the stock market. But after a while, my friends were looking at me like, well, how did you like, you always have money saved. And like, you bought your house at 22. We moved back home with our parents. Like, what have you been doing differently than what I've been doing? And so I realized there was this huge gap in, um, you know, in finance, basically Mm -hmm. it was this huge gap in between the people that, had money and the people that didn't. And so they were asking like, Hey, can I come meet with you at your office? And it's just like, no, cause you have to have like at least a million dollars to become a client here. And, uh, that's pretty much kind of how I got into the field. And I think I've had my company now. I need to really look, cause I think it's been about four or five years, um, that I've had my company and been full time, um, in this space. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's been an interesting journey, but that's kind of the, <laughs> the backstory of how I got <laughs> where I am and got started. I love it. So right now you're running your business full time. Yeah. For about, it's been about five years, actually. It's been a while. I haven't had a job in forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have the best kind of job, the job that you love yes. and that you yes. own <laughs> mm-hmm. and that you can take vacation from whenever you want. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So you're a full time business owner and a speaker and you had worked at UBS, you know, planning for helping those rich people manage their finances before you transitioned. Uh-huh. So, you know, a lot of what my audience asks me is I'm working on this business and I have I'm working in this job and I have this business idea, but I don't know how to make the transi- transition. So I'd love for you to share. How did you plan, you know, to make that transition from your full time job? What were some steps that you took to go to opening your own financial planning office? Yeah. So the interesting thing is, this is the answer that most people don't want to hear, but I didn't have a plan um, (laughs) at all. And and, and when I say that, it was one of those situations where I knew 
I think we can all relate to this. We're sitting at our job and it's, it's good. You know, you may make good money. Maybe you're underpaid. Either way, it's a decent job, right? But you have this feeling. It's almost like an itch that you need to scratch. You're mm-hmm. like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something else. I know I'm supposed to be doing something bigger. Now, I had no idea what that something else was. And I had no idea what that bigger was. I just knew it was something. And I was praying on it and praying on it and praying on it. And God wasn't really saying much of anything um, as far as I was concerned. <laughs> and essentially, I just literally quit my job one day. I just went to my mentor at the time and said, Hey, this has been a great opportunity, but I don't want to do this anymore. And I was technically, you know, he brought me on to his firm because I was going to take over his firm. He had a Mm -hmm. huge um, African-American owned firm. Um, And so from that aspect, I did no planning or preparation to quit. Now I say that when I say that way, I mean like I didn't have any specific plan to quit and start my company finances demystified. I think over the years, God was preparing me with my good financial, just kind of like knowledge and and discipline to quit. So I had saved, you know, you know, over a year's worth of my salary, um, you know, while I was, uh, while I was working just over those years. And so I had just been really diligent with savings. So, you know, people say like having that F you money, like I had that money Mm -hmm. that, I can go do what I want to do, be flexible. And so like, I like, I like to say there was no formal plan in place. Um, when I did quit, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I kind of really, I really, really wanted to start a cupcake shop. Like that was really <laughs> the finance cupcake was, shop. <laughs> yeah. No finance. Like I thought I didn't want to be in finance at all because I was so like the finance industry is just, it's such a, it's a, it was fun, but it was also a very, um, a very just tainted and like, not ethical industry, which is sad to say, but it's true. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was like, I don't want to be in finance at all. Like I was just done. So I wanted to do an alcohol infused cupcake shop. And that's what I started working towards. And I realized I had no real cupcake recipe. I had no real, (laughs) I I shouldn't be making cupcakes. Like I'm a good purchaser, but not a good buyer. I mean, not a good baker. And so, um, also went and put like contracts down on five houses in Baltimore. They were all like small, small houses, like seven, $8,000. And, uh, all the contracts fell through. And then basically what happened one day I was in the car and I was uh, driving somewhere and this thing came around. I was like, Oh, for sisters only big event next weekend. And something was just like, that's where you should start your company. You should start your company at First Sisters Only because these are the people you want to make. So I called my boyfriend at the time and said, hey, I want to start this company next week. Can you help me make some business cards and and a banner and things of that nature? And thank God he was a a graphic designer. And so I pretty much just had um, what I call a one-page website back now, but back then, but now it's called a landing page. I had a landing page. (laughs) I rushed some business cards. I got a banner made at, you know, your local... uh, goes or whatever or staples or something like that um and literally just had a booth and it was just like hey dominic broadway like fresh ideas for a brighter future let me help you with your finances so i had no real long-term plan in place it was really just i knew this is what i wanted to do and i really genuinely started it in a week which is interesting um but yeah but that was pretty much how it happened i love it and despite the fact that you said you did not really have a long-term plan in place you did kind of have some kind of plan because you said you saved a year of your salary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have money in the bag to support leading up to your master plan. 
yeah, I just didn't know what I just, I mean, I was saving because mm-hmm. that's just what you do, right? You yeah. save money, you you know what I mean? But I didn't know what I was technically saving for. I was just saving because that's what you do. You save your money so you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But the, the money gave you the option to be able to quit your job and at least say, okay, what do I want to do for me that I'm going to love doing? So, you know, that's, that's really, I think that's really key because a lot of times people don't think about, well, I mean, people think about it, but maybe they don't think it's as important. Let me say it that way. They kind yeah. of gloss yeah. over the fact that you need to have a ton of money to support the stream. Not saying that you can't quit your job with yeah. zero money and start a business tomorrow. Just saying that it's going to be harder, right? Yeah, and it is going to be If you're working full time and you can save money, why not save the money to support your lifestyle so that when you leave that job, you can still support paying your rent and your transportation and your food while you build your mm-hmm. dream with no pressure? That's very true. I mean, and I always tell people like, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a job. I mean, your your job is essentially your first, you know, venture capitalist or angel investor, your first funder. You know, that's the way you yeah. look at it. Um, so it was it was interesting. And, and even with the you know, I had this money saved. And I started putting my, not tons of money on business, started putting money in my business and um, where I messed up by not having a plan um, was I ended up going broke about a year and a half in like <laughs> like completely <laughs> broke and it was interesting because i i had money saved but i was spending money and i was paying all my bills and i was making money but i wasn't making enough, enough. money mm-hmm. and that's because i started my business in a week because i had i was diddly dallying around with the pricing trying to figure out what i wanted to charge what i didn't mm-hmm. want to charge and because of that i went broke and so i always think that's that's probably the most interesting or exciting or meaningful part of my my story is um, going broke, house going into foreclosure, um, mm-hmm. car getting repossessed, like practically losing it all. But I didn't. I was able to get my car back. I got my car back like that evening. Um, and then I also was able to save my house from foreclosure. And so going through those things, I didn't understand it. You know, you kind of start questioning, like, why did I do this? This is stupid. Like, I was fine, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But what I realized is that I was getting exposed to a whole nother level of personal finance that I didn't really have a lot of experience with. Now, I had all the knowledge about building wealth, about investing, real estate, taxes, like um, alternative investments, like all these things I had. But as far as rebuilding credit, getting out of debt, things of that nature. Now, I had to learn how to do all of that. And so that hands-on experience actually allowed me to, I feel like I always felt like that experience was worth more than my master's and my bachelor's combined. Cause now I have a whole nother set of skills that I can help. Now I can help people when they are, then they, they feel like they're behind on their bills. They, you know, if they're trying to get out of debt, they're trying to rebuild their credit, you know, me getting my, getting my credit score up a hundred points in like two months, like insane. I was like, what did I really do that? You know what I mean? And having mm-hmm. to, know how to rebuild everything. And so that's the other part about business that a lot of times people don't don't talk about is the the things that challenge the challenges that you face. Like I went broke going after my passion. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy. Like everyone's like, oh my God, you start your passion and your life is amazing. Like, no, I went broke during my passion. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? And now things are great. You know what I mean? They're, they're awesome now. But it's like in that time, you're like, what am I doing? This was crazy. Um, so that that was interesting too. And, you know, I'm sure it was an extremely difficult time for you to go through going broke, you know, your, your house, your car. But at the same time, like you said, that experience is so golden because now it helps you relate to your audience, relate to your target client, because now you, you know where they've been 
mm-hmm. you know that if you can come out of that situation, they can too. Knowing that you quit your amazing job and you were you still kept going with that business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. After all of that, the yeah, this is true. The other thing that you said that I really liked was that you know. You, you left your job not knowing what you wanted to do, but once you identified the opportunity, which was that first opportunity to launch your business, which was the, um, the conference, mm-hmm. you had just one week, but you jumped on it. Um, yeah. I can't tell you how many people will be like, oh, well, that's, it's too soon. I just, I can't stress myself out like that. I can't, yeah. you know, I, I just, I can't. And you just went out and you're like, this is, it was like the glimmer of light. This is the thing I want to do. And you jumped on. And I think that's amazing. And I think that for people who are listening, if you are in that space where an opportunity is presenting itself to you for tonight, for tomorrow morning, and you're getting overwhelmed by all the things you might need to do, don't dismiss it. Do yeah. what you yeah. can, because you know, that could potentially lead you to a place that you would be so happy to be. So, I, you know, the way just listening to your story, Dominique, it almost sounds like if you hadn't taken that opportunity to get your business set up in that one week, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. You, mm-hmm. you probably mm-hmm. would not be doing anything of what you're doing now because yeah. you probably like, oh, my God, one week. I'm not doing that. I'm going to go back to my cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to bake some bread. <laughs> Definitely not a baker. That's the funny part. Um, no, it's really true. And I think a lot of people, they wait for all the stars to be aligned. And I've never been that kind of person. It's like, oh, I see the opportunity. And also, too, something that people are like, wow, what made you do, you know, why did you start that way? I said, because I knew from, you know, as being a financial planner, it's all about marketing. And I was like, well, if I'm going to start, I'm going to start with marketing, you know, mm-hmm. and so many people focus on having the prettiest website and the prettiest business cards. But if no one knows you're there, who the hell cares? Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it doesn't matter. You have nobody to give your business cards to. And I was like, I'm going to create a situation where I'm going to have an email list open for people to subscribe to. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have business cards only because I have people to give business cards to. And so even with that event, I got about 95 people to sign up for my list that day, which was great because wow. my list yeah. at, that, that morning was at zero. Um, <laughs> and then my email list at zero. And then I even got, um, I probably ended up making, probably ended up working with about a third of them, um, which was, which was interesting. And then that's really how my business started. It was, it was doing that. Then I started doing free events just to get more emails and for more people to know. And we were getting over a hundred people coming out to these free financial happy hours I was doing. And it was, that was really how I started and just kind of, you know, just, I didn't have a master plan, but I just, I knew what I was trying to accomplish and I just mm-hmm. knew that I didn't have the biggest budget. And so I just had to meet my people where they were. They were at the Her Sisters Only event. Me and my friends go to happy hour all the time where we're having an event at happy hour. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just <laughs> how I kind of did it. And I just made use of what I already had. I love it. You did what you could with what you had. And, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of built that staircase of, of growth and scaling your business. Yes, yes, exactly. So what would you say? So now that you are more established and you're obviously making a lot more money. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. What would you say have been some of your biggest challenges um, as a business owner in general, not just in the finance space, but just in general? Yeah, Yeah, I would say in general, um, I think a couple of things. I I think um, staying in a, a... well, I, was, I would say one is, is scaling, right? And figuring out how to 
to scale and also keeping up with some of the latest like marketing trends. So I'm, I'm pretty good at, at staying on top of it, but sometimes it can be overwhelming when you're trying to create all these funnels and having the, the, the right copy and the right images and all those things can be like, ah, oh, overwhelming, right? Um, so I think it's really important, especially with so many different webinars we can get on to learn about this, 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 this. And we end up getting into uh, these content consumers and we're consuming so much content, but, but not acting. And mm-hmm. so for me, I had to like, okay, I know exactly what I need to do, but I'm not like literally have to tell myself, Dominique, you can't learn anything else for like two weeks until you start putting some of this stuff in place. And so I say as entrepreneurs, like it's great to attend all these webinars and learn all these different things and even listen to all these podcasts. But if you're not implementing, you're really wasting your time, to be honest. And so that was for me, it was just taking a step back and implementing. Um, I would say another big challenge for me is just um, mindset you know, just really keeping my mind in a, in a healthy, uh, prosperous, abundance mindset. Um, because as an entrepreneur, even it doesn't matter how much money you're making, you can be making 20 million a year and you still will have days where you're just completely doubting yourself and your, and your goal and your dreams and everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say for me, probably those two things are, are some of the, um, the biggest things that I, I struggle with as a, as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, mindset to me is uh, that's oh, that's a big deal um, <laughs> because honestly, you know, this, you know, business is when you start a business, it's isolating. First of all, you feel yeah, isolated yeah. because not a lot of people you cannot have a conversation with a lot of people about what you're doing, because especially when not some people are lucky where everybody they know is an entrepreneur and they've all gone through the motions of starting a business. But for many people, um, a lot of your friends are working full-time jobs or, you know, maybe they don't really care about business or maybe like the type of business you're doing is not the type of business that they're interested in. So you kind of feel isolated in this space, right? Or maybe you guys have completely different businesses where you want to talk to somebody about creating landing pages for X, but they don't know anything about it and they can't help you. So you're in this space sometimes where it's just like, oh my God, what am I doing? oh my God, woe is me. Oh my God, this was a big mistake. I should be back at my job. And then on the flip side, you're in this space where you're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And you're going down this like, you know, amazing ride. I love this. I would never go back to my job. (laughs) And it's just being able to balance those two things because the highs and the lows can really wreak havoc on your, (laughs) your head and your mind and your, your brain space. So that mindset is. And that's why you have to surround. And I've, I've been very blessed, like from the get go, like having so many of my closest friends who are entrepreneurs and we can share those grievances, but even still with that, there's still just those moments when you're like, ah, this is a lot. It can be so much, even when you have, you know, you have people helping you or whatever, like those have those own separate challenges as well. Like trying to find the right people to hire and, you know, it's just good problems, problems are, you know, problems, some of the problems I have now, these are problems I've I've always wanted to have, but it's still that whole mindset shift. It can just, you know, it's, it's very important to keep your mind in a very positive, uh, very positive space. So, so what are the things you do around just keeping your mind in that positive space? Yeah. So I do, um, praying, a lot of praying, like I talk to God all day long, like just we're always chatting. Um, <laughs> I, love I don't it. know if he's talking to me, but I'm always talking to him. Um, also to, um, I don't let myself work a lot, if that makes sense. So when I first started, like I was working like maybe, you know, seven, eight AM to like 
one o'clock in the morning. And I don't let myself do that anymore um, because I realize it's not healthy for me. And now I've turned into this morning person. So now my alarm goes off at 530. I usually get up, I pray, I try to meditate. I don't always meditate, but I always at least pray. Um, and then you know, check our bank accounts because that's the second thing I always do. And then, um, and then working out. So working out really just helps me like, you know, get my energy going. Like I usually will watch a show while I'm working out, listen to a podcast. Um, and then from there, I just feel like it sets the tone. It puts me in this mindset. Like, I don't know, it kind of sets the intent for the day. Um, and then I know that I love, like I love going to happy hour with my friends. I love just, you know, hanging out with people I love and care about. So I try to make that something that I do, you know, three, four times a week. Like I'm meeting my friends for happy hour. That can only take an hour or so. Um, but mm-hmm. those little things like meeting people, that's not, they're not trying to get a consultation. They're not trying to talk about my business. I'm trying to We're pick your brain. Yeah, I'm trying to pick my brain. <laughs> it's just fun stuff. And I realized for me, that rejuvenates me. And then so sometimes even after a, a happy hour, I, I may have gotten inspired or motivated from being out. And I may want to go back home and, and work for an hour or two, but it doesn't feel, it, you know, I'm, I'm excited and, and to do it. That makes sense. So I feel like those those types of things. Um, in addition to traveling, like I love traveling. And so, you know, picking a place, just kind of, you know, opening up Google flights and seeing like what's on sale this week and flying there for a day or two, you know, um, and, and working from somewhere fresh also keeps me in a good mindset as well. I love that. I do some of the things that you do, you know, I pray. Um, one of the things I like to do is read my Bible before I close my eyes so that I can mm-hmm. reset my brain from all the turmoil yes. of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love going to different spaces. Like sometimes I work in my home office. Sometimes I'll go to my local library. Sometimes I'll go to the Starbucks, just changing the environment just really helps, um, you know, with the motivation. And for me personally, and, you know, I'm one of those, I don't know, touchy feely people. So like the winter, I really struggle. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. Know, because it's always dark and it gets dark really early and then it's cold. So I try to stay motivated more so in the winter. I'm working out a lot more. I'm listening to podcasts and watching videos. I'm trying to meet up with my friends more so in the winter just so I can keep my being like mm-hmm. inspired and like up you know, and not kind of get in the downing, the down space of, oh my God, it's so cold. It's yeah. so dark. Well, I, I will say this, Bella, and I, and I just noticed now that you said that, like, you know, I just moved to Houston, Texas, and this is probably one of the most productive winters I've had in a long time. And I'm realizing it's because I was in Houston and the weather didn't drop super, super low. <laughs> and there, I swear, and it was like still sunshine. And so, and I'm like you, where like, you know, when it's cold, I was like, I'm, I'm a, kind of a homebody anyway. So it's like, you give me, like, if it rains, like I remember when I first started my company, I'm like, if it's raining outside, I'm not going to my office. Like, <laughs> I'm working from home. This is why I'm an entrepreneur. Like little things like that will literally keep me in the house, which is, it sounds stupid. Like, oh, it's super windy. I'm staying home. Like, um, and so I realized like being in Houston, like, you know, even in December, we, we were in the seventies some days, you know, and it just boosted my spirit. So I like I understand what you're saying. Like, I'm like, wow, maybe I need to stay in the South. Like, just so I, can- I know I'm like the junkie that just won't let go of the drug. Like yeah. I'm like New Jersey, New York all day. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to pry my dead body out of this place. No. <laughs> but yeah, you know, that that's I like even like, so for instance, like, random but me and my kids I was like okay we gotta get the spirit of Christmas up in here early because I just can't be walking around this dark room I put my Christmas tree up at the beginning of November and I think this year we're putting the Christmas tree up on Halloween like that's okay. just just 
but tell me this, Roa, is your tree down? Have you taken your tree down? Oh, I took it down on February okay. 3rd. <laughs> oh, my goodness. February 3rd. You it know, it's for I, almost, like, honestly, I was like, this tree could be here for six months. Like, what's wrong with that? It was up for was, like, almost three and a half months. Asking, be honest. Have you taken it down? Um, no, it's interesting. I just, I was walking through my apartment building the other day, and I saw someone still had their uh, Christmas stocking on their door. <laughs> this was, like, two days ago. Completely. So, you know, whatever, whatever works. <laughs> Completely random. And we'll get to the next question. But I was watching an interview um, back in like August or early September of Mariah Carey on TV. Mm-hmm. And in her background was her Christmas tree. Hmm. <laughs> in the yeah. summer, in the summer entering the fall. Like, Are you no, sure Mariah. it was an old interview? No, it was like live on. She has a show going on in Vegas or something. It was like a live. She was oh, in her apartment. Okay, okay. It was like a live recording of what's the show going to be like and she's like oh, i'm so excited and i'm like wait isn't that a christmas tree mariah what's happening in the background <laughs> oh, mercy. That's, that's <laughs> okay, so but you, you gotta but you have to do whatever motivates you you yeah. know what i mean like that's true it's, yeah you gotta figure out what motivates you and just do that who cares what time of year it is <laughs> who cares okay so let's talk about now what have been some of your business, biggest successes in business the things you're most proud of? Yeah, I would say, I don't know. Um, so many different things. I, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm, I've just been really in awe of, of probably about 99% of the things that have happened in my business. I, I really feel like they're all like God's doing. And it really confirms to me that I'm working in my purpose. But just winning so many various like awards is always interesting. I don't know. I was talking to my friends today. I'm like, some of these awards, I don't know. I feel like we're just like in, a, in, a, in an award era where everyone's like, oh, you get an award. You did this, get an award. <laughs> um, but I've won so many awards, like, you know, being one of the top, um, one of the top uh, millennial financial players in the United States and like all these 30 under 30 awards from, from Porsche and in Washington, D.C. And like, um, you know, all this, these awesome features and, and, you know, all these publications, Forbes, U.S. News. And I think also exciting things for me is being invited to speak at colleges that I would have never been able to be accepted to. Um, <laughs> like, that is what boggles me. Like, I never forget, like, when Wharton emailed me and asked me to come speak to their, their audience, I was like, wait, I can never get into Wharton. Like, you know, Dartmouth, uh, you know, Georgetown, um, all these amazing schools. And so things like that, I think, has been like – it. I don't know, just really for me kind of confirms, but in addition to just being able to help so many people on a daily basis with their finances is, is still in awe that people, they, they like what I'm saying and, and the stuff that I'm saying is, is resonating with them and it's changing their lives. Like that's probably the, the thing I'm most proud of. Like, wow, I'm actually, I'm actually helping someone. Cause as you know, as an entrepreneur, we get so caught up in the day to day that Sometimes you're like, is this helping anyone? Is anyone listening? You know, <laughs> you know, then all of a sudden yeah. you're going to eat someone like, I just heard, you know, maybe I heard you on, on this podcast or whatever, whatever. And it's like, oh my gosh, we're helping. Yay. You know? Um, so I think those are some of the, the things that make me, some of my, I think that I'm most proud of, but also make me un- realize that I'm, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This I'm, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And I think the feedback from the people that you help is just, you know, it makes it all worth it when somebody tells you, Oh my God, Dominique, this was amazing. You know, or when someone tells me, Oh, Bola, this, I learned so much or this changed my life. Like, it's so humbling and it's just, it makes everything, all the hard work, all the late nights, all the madness around business, it makes it all worth it. It really does. It truly does. 
So for someone who's listening that is, you know, they want to go into business and you kind of talked about the ups and downs, your challenges, your success, your successes, you talk about your backstory. What is what would be your number one business tip for a woman who's like, OK, I'm going to make this transition into business full time or I'm going to start my side hustle. But what, what is the one thing that you would tell them that you need to know or you need to do? I would say um, I think I think I think start now, I have to say, I mean, I see so many people who have really, really, really amazing ideas and they're just waiting for some sign or some pot of gold to get to get dropped off on their front step, you know? Um, and then also we're in this era of people who are like, they want to raise money and, and all these things. And it's like, just start what you're doing. And if you can prove to yourself and also to a potential investor or whatever that you can do this, you, you start making revenue, like everything else will start to fall in place. But I would say, don't wait, just start now and start with what you have. That's the one thing I've always been really, really good at is just working with what I had. And it wasn't always tons and tons of money. It was just working with what I had and being resourceful with what I had. So I would just definitely say start now. I love it. That's great advice. And what would be your number one financial tip for women? Because this is what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, you too. I mean, I uh, my number one tip, I, I would say, I don't know. I, I, I I don't know. I've been on this whole like wealth mindset kick lately. I I really think I challenge women in general to really just start thinking with the wealthy mindset to every single purchase you're making, you know, thinking about, is this going to get me closer or further away from my goal? Mm -hmm. Um, And my friends always laugh and they say, oh my gosh, Dominique is so frugal. She's so cheap. I hate the word cheap. I am frugal, but I'm frugal because I'm building towards something greater Yes, I may not like go and buy the Range Rover. Why do that if I could just like lift around for a couple months? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? You know what I mean? Because I have a bigger goal. So I would say, you know, try to put yourself in a wealth mindset. Understand that we all deserve to be wealthy if we want to be. And and just try to start taking those steps to think that way. Um, thinking about your purchases and, and really thinking like, is this going to... Like, is one, am I going to even care about this thing in six months? And two, like, is this getting me further away or closer to my goal? And I think a lot of people need to start doing that on a daily basis so they can start saving and building more wealth. Absolutely. And that's, you know, the wealth mindset. I think that encapsulates everything because sometimes it's like, oh, well, focus on paying off debt, focus on saving money, focus on this, that, all these individual pieces. Mm-hmm. But when you when you say it like that, the wealth mindset it makes a lot of sense because it's like, yeah. Think about your big picture and what are the things that you truly want for your life, right? The things that you just, those dream things that like, if I'm here, it's going to be so amazing. And then look at where you are now. Is what you're doing now enabling you to get closer to that dream or is it pushing you further away? That's great advice. Thank you. So I'd love for you to share with my audience, what is your Clever Girl superpower? Oh, I don't know. Clever Girls, that's a good question. I don't know. You know what it may be? And this is, I don't know. I'm really, really good at, I think, just really living a frugally fabulous lifestyle. I think I've, like, mastered that. Like, everyone who knows me personally is, like, Dominique is the frugalest and flyest person you'll ever meet. And it, like, boggles them. But they're like, yeah, but you're also always traveling, but you have like money saved and investments. Like, how do you do it? I feel like I've really seen your travel photos on Instagram. They look amazing with your mom and your sister. (laughs) Thank you. And like, 
and I then when I actually I have like all these blog posts written about my travel trips. I just haven't added them yet. Um, but I've really mastered just like how to live frugally and fabulous at the same time. And I think I think that might be my superpower. I really do. That's awesome. And because you're you're working towards your big dreams, but then you're living your best life now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And I know that you, you know, last time you and I had talked on the phone, you mentioned you mm-hmm. have like an awesome new course coming out um, or mastermind. I wanted you to talk a little bit about that to the ladies listening. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited about um, this. I've been working on this for, for, for quite some time. And um, so it's called the Wealth Building Collective. So I think I've finally been able to figure out <laughs> how to take, you know, our financial planning service, which is, you know, usually upwards of, you know, 750 up. Um, dollars and creating, turning it into a, like a monthly membership slash mastermind. And so um, we figured out how to kind of do this with some dynamic software to offer one-on-one financial planning and guidance um, for a very low monthly price, like what I say, the price of a, um, a Sunday brunch or a Sunday, Saturday brunch. Um, and so basically what that is, is still having that, that one-on-one financial planning and coaching with me, the accountability, the ability to track all of your goals, um, financial check-ins, all that stuff in, um, in one package. So that's basically what the wealth building collective is. I'm super excited about it. Um, we're actually kicking off, um, this month and uh, going to shut down registration and then and, and relaunch again in, in a few months as we get kind of the, the beta group worked in. But I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. Um, and we're looking to, to scale that, build more software um, and, uh, you know, hopefully be able to, 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 to reach thousands and thousands of people with it is the goal. That's awesome. And I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And then finally, Dominique, I appreciate you so much for being here. And I'd love for you to share with everyone how they can stay in touch with you, where they can find you. Yeah. So I am on... was first one website websites just dominiquebroadway.com um if you want to check out the the wealth building collective it's actually just wealthbuildingcollective.com um we also have um on instagram is where i spend most of my time it's just dominique broadway um and we also have a awesome awesome facebook group called the uh, millennial wealth builders sorry so many different things millennial wealth builders so those that's all the different places to uh to find me so many different amazing things. <laughs> yes. I'm going to link these um, in the show notes so those of you who are listening can check it out. But thank you so much, Dominique. This has been awesome. I appreciate your time and for sharing your thank amazingness. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's been awesome. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening in to today's episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And head over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. Tell your friends about it. Spread the word. I'll be back again with a brand new episode soon. Thank you guys so much for listening.